Welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I am Joe, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to WNRI 99.9 FM and 1380 on the AM dial. And of course, if we are friends on Facebook, you can certainly tune in to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show on Facebook Live, and you get to see all of the exciting happenings, wink, wink, right here in the WNRI studios, broadcasting from Woonsocket, Rhode Island. All right, we've got another great week now. We're starting it off, the, at least the official work week is starting off with great weather. Uh, it's a beautiful day today. It's still beautiful out now, much better than it was over the weekend. I had, uh, while I worked on Saturday, I took Sunday and Monday off. My daughter had soccer games, which were loads of fun in the wind, rain, and cold. But they are going to be coming to an end in the not-too-distant future. So I'm relishing those times uh, of sitting or standing, actually, on the sidelines in the rain. Because it's, it's a joy to watch my daughter play soccer. Um, and I'm sure I will be missing those days in the not-too-distant future. All right, enough about me. What's going on in the real estate market? It's still really hot. The market is still really hot. I had two listings that came on. They went off. In a week, they went pending, which is so awesome, but it's also not so awesome because now I need to get more listings, okay? We need to replace those listings. Um, incidentally, I do have a business for sale. If you know anyone who's looking to get into a, uh, looking for a business, this is a drop-off dry cleaning business, give me a call, 401-232-4300. You can also text me at that number. That's 401-232-4300. If you know anyone who's looking to buy a business, I have someone looking to buy a small restaurant. If you know anyone who would like to sell a restaurant, if you have a restaurant space that's available for a lease with everything in there that a small restaurant would need, I have someone looking for that type of an operation. A little about me. As you know, my name is Joe Luca. I work at Remax Preferred. Our office, that the office that I'm in, is in North Providence. However, we also have offices uh, in Smithfield, Remax Properties, Cumberland, Remax Town and Country, and we also have branch offices or annex offices in Pawtucket and North Smithfield. Um, I have some great colleagues who uh, I enjoy working with at Remax. Uh, most notably, of course, is my partner and friend, Dawn Morano. Um, she's awesome to work with. She, we got together actually as a result uh, from this radio show. That's how we met each other. And she joined uh, the team last August or September. And uh, we became a team. We officially united as a team about three or four months ago. So uh, that's the most awesome Thing that I have going on. My friend Deb Houghton, who is a frequent co-host of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show with me. Uh, she's another awesome realtor. And then my buddy Rich Tessier, another Remaxer. He works, his office is right across the hall from mine. Folks, I'm talking about these realtors. They're my friends, my colleagues, competitors, but they're good realtors. Okay, uh, We're all out there trying to do the best we can to represent our clients, whether they're buyers or sellers. 
Okay. Um, I'm licensed, like my partner Don and like uh, my friend Deb Houghton, and uh, is licensed in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. So we can help you with if you're looking to buy or sell in either state. Uh, we've done a lot of business in both areas. Um, you know, everybody talks about how busy the market is. And the question that a lot of folks ask is, what do I have to do to get my offer accepted? And the uninitiated, or perhaps, you know, those not aware of the market and um, the business cycle would say, well, just offer more money. Well, you know what? There's a lot more to an offer, a real estate offer, than price. And I tell everyone, you know, there are two components to any transaction. There is price and then there are the terms. And in most situations, you can negotiate one of them really hard, but then you're going to have to be a little more flexible on the other one. Okay. Where we are right now, it's a little bit different because there really isn't much negotiating on price. <clears throat> okay. If you're a buyer, there really isn't a lot of room to negotiate because most of the time there are going to be other offers that are coming in that are going to be at asking price, maybe a little bit under. Now, look, not every house is selling in no time flat. Not every house is going for over asking price. Some houses have need, you know, little TLC. There are other things why that um, they may need a little bit, um, you know, a little bit more input from the buyer besides money. Okay. So they're going to need a little add value. Um, those houses, or if it's a unique house or <clears throat> unique, I mean, like a very, the layout, maybe, you know, some houses that aren't very popular, like a contemporary home, those houses may have a harder time getting asking price. I've certainly had uh, experience with a house that had a little bit of an, it was undersized, the bedrooms were undersized. That can be a major issue today because furniture is so large. Okay. You go to like all these big box furniture stores, everything is big. I mean, a, <clears throat> excuse me, a chair, a, a living room chair for one person is three feet wide. All right. You can't fit many of those in a small living room. A bedroom that's 10 by 10 or 9 by 11, you can put a twin bed in there and then you're going to get a small bureau. You're not going to get much in there. Okay. So that can be problematic. Those are things that could make a house stay on the market longer. Those are things that could make a house uh, sell for less than asking price or take longer to sell. Okay. Um, but let's say that you are a buyer and you're like a middle of the road buyer with a middle of the road, you know, mortgage buying a, you know, a median priced home, which is just about, depending on the month, say 335, 345,000 bucks. And you go to an open house or a group showing and there are 10, 15, 20 other people there looking at the house before and after you. What do you do? Okay, the house is worth it. The asking price is three hundred and forty thousand bucks. Okay, let's say you're approved to three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. All right, let's say that for the sake of argument, your pre-approval is for a conventional mortgage and not an FHA mortgage, not a VA mortgage, not a USDA mortgage. Now, 
Joe, why does that make a difference, the type of a mortgage it is? Well, most people don't realize that not just the buyer has to qualify for the mortgage. The house, the property, has to also qualify for the mortgage. There are certain criteria that uh, the house has to match, or there are certain things that are red flags that would disqualify, that's probably a more accurate way of saying it, that would disqualify a property from an FHA mortgage, a VA mortgage, and then, of course, a USDA mortgage. Now, what do all of these loans have in common? They're government-guaranteed loans. If you have a conventional mortgage, um, it could it's a different type of a mortgage, so it's a different type of guarantee by the government, okay? And there will typically in a conventional mortgage, it's for someone that has stronger credit and or is putting down a larger down payment. Now, VA and USDA are no money down loans. That in itself is a reason why the house should be in better shape. Okay, you don't want to do a hundred percent mortgage on a house that needs a new roof or a house that needs uh, um, a boiler or something major like that something significant a house that still has fuses and doesn't have circuit breakers okay um so that those are things that could disqualify a a property form from an fha usda or va mortgage okay now as i said the va and usda mortgage those are no money down loans so it's a hundred percent financing of an fha mortgage that is a 96 and a half percent Mortgage, so you put three and a half percent down, so thirty five hundred bucks for every hundred thousand bucks of house you're buying. So you're looking to buy a house, and you have a conventional mortgage. So that means that the house does not have to qualify to the stringent guidelines that it would have to be. They would that uh, an appraiser looks for when appraising a house for an FHA a VA or a USDA mortgage, okay? In other words, there are certain criteria that have to be met or cannot exist when an appraiser is doing an appraisal for one of those three types of mortgages. With a conventional, it's much more flexible, okay? So when you're putting an offer in, if you can qualify for a conventional mortgage... Try to use that. That will make your offer stronger. It will appear stronger to the seller and the, the listing agent. Two, even if you're getting a VA mortgage or a USDA mortgage, talk to your lender and ask the question, if I put money down now, that's called, when you first submit your offer and the purchase contract, that first deposit, that's called EMD, Earnest Money Deposit. Okay. Ask your lender, if I put a deposit down now, will I get that money back at closing? Because many times you can. And why that's significant is because when you put the offer down, if you're, think of it, if you're the seller and you get an offer and there's no money down and they're paying what you want for the house, and then you receive another offer and someone's putting 10% down, or even if it's 5% down, there's cash that's in hand in the escrow account, that is going to look like a stronger offer. Everything else may be perfectly 
similar between both offers. But the fact that one has money down, that's going to appear to be a stronger offer. So the seller and their agent may opt for that. Okay. And one of the reasons is because uh, it, one of the reasons may be that during a home inspection, if certain things arise, and there are a lot of little things, people assume that if someone's putting no money down, that they have no money to put down. That's not necessarily the case, especially with the VA loan. But people assume that, okay, this person is putting 5% down, 10% down, 20% down. If they find little things during the home inspection that need to be repaired, they can afford to fix them. They're less likely to walk away from the transaction. Okay. Whereas perhaps a person who has no money would have to walk away from the transaction. Now, that's not true. Um, there are many times that folks who are putting no money down have money to put down. They just choose not to do it. Okay. Um, just so think about that. Ponder that for a moment. You know, you want your offer to look strong. Clear it with your lender, whoever your loan officer is. Okay, so sponsor of the show is John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. So if you're working with me, John will be your lender in all likelihood. And you should call John up and say, hey, John, I have my um, VA loan or my USDA loan. If I put money down, can I get it back at closing? And John will explain the yes or the no answer for you. Okay. And I say ask your loan officer, ask John Dolbeck of Fair, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation because he knows financing. He knows mortgages, all of the criteria. I keep up on real estate. I know real estate. I stay in my lane and I direct all questions that have to do with financing on a specific loan or a specific transaction to the lender, to John Dolbeck, okay? Because he is looking at the big picture for the loan. I am looking at the big picture and the small picture for the piece of real estate, okay? So inspections, what do inspections have to do with getting your offer accepted? All right, that was a teaser question I posted on Facebook. Well, a lot of times what's happening is people, buyers, are saying, you know what, I'm going to waive my inspections so that my offer will get accepted. So now the seller's like, especially if the house may have things wrong with it, okay, the, I have two houses that are under agreement. One was built in 1917. I think the other one was built in 1920. They're old houses. It's like a used car. There could be things wrong. All right. Oh, maybe the compression is not what it's supposed to be in the, in the motor on that, you know, 1999 Chevy Corvette or Mustang, Ford Mustang. Okay. The same thing with the house. There could be things there that you're not aware of that could pop up. So if you have someone that says, I'm going to waive inspections, that may be very enticing as a seller. I would not advise my buyers to waive inspections. I will inform them that offers are getting accepted that are waiving inspections, but I would not advise them to do so, okay? Um, because there's too much risk. You don't know, all right? Now, uh, what is a home inspection? Well, a home inspection 
it's kind of a snapshot of the condition of the home on any on a specific day at a specific time for everything that the home inspector or inspectors have access to in the home. Okay, so they'll look at the roof, they'll look in the attic, they'll go through the garage, they'll go look at the electrical system, the plumbing system, inspect the appliances, walk around the house, inspect the exterior, inspect the basement, if there is a basement. They cannot see through walls, they can't see underneath the paneling, they can't go in the attic and see underneath the insulation, if there is insulation. Okay, They observe what is observable and they report it. But what's actually almost more important, but at least as important um, than them telling you what is wrong with the house or what isn't wrong with the house, is a good home inspector will educate the buyer, will educate the buyer about basically owning a home, home maintenance. You know, you do not want to own a home that has deferred maintenance. You don't want to buy a home that's experienced deferred maintenance because that means you're going to have surprises every time you go to do some work because there could be something that was neglected over for many years. That means money that you're going to have to spend to fix it. Okay? So, a home inspection is very important for the buyer. Well, Joe, I have to waive, if I have to waive the home inspection in order to get my offer accepted, what do I have to do? What am I supposed to do to learn about all that? Well, you can actually have a post-closing inspection. Okay? A post, so that means you buy the house. Now, again, I do not advise my clients to buy a house without a home inspection. I explain things to them, the realities. Now, if you're looking at a house and you, it's very apparent that the house was meticulously maintained uh, or it's new construction and there's nothing, you know, slightly wrong with the house, maybe there's, you know, waiving the inspection is not as big of a risk. The probability of there being something is wrong, is minimal, okay? Um, but if you're looking at an older house and perhaps, you know, maybe it's an estate sale or some old folks live there, maybe didn't have the physical ability or the financial capacity to keep up on all the deferred maintenance, something like that, you want to know what you're getting into. So what a lot of um, uh, buyers will do is they will do an inspection, what's called for informational purposes only. So just so that they can know what's going on. And then if they see anything that they don't like, they can say, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, or excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we don't want to buy the house because of something we discovered. We're not going to ask you to fix it. We're not going to renegotiate the price. We just want to kill the deal, to cancel the transaction. Okay. Um, incidentally, you know, you don't necessarily, legally saying for informational purposes only does not have a lot of legal value. There are other ways to phrase that that we're not going to get into on the radio uh, tonight. But a good realtor can certainly help you with that. Um, so waiving it is not always a good thing. You know, there are ways to mitigate potential risk with a homeowner warranty, things like that. That's something I explain to all of my buyers. Uh, so, so if they want to position themselves to be 
and the first slot to get their offer accepted, we can address the potential risk with a homeowner warranty. And of course, you know, Remax and, and uh, the Luca and Murano team, we work with the top uh, homeowner warranty company in the business. And that's something we afford to all of our clients. So think about that. But the other thing is, let's say, you know, you do that. You, you waive inspections. Let's say you just waive inspections. Forget about informational purposes. You just waive them entirely. You get a homeowner warranty. And then you do what's called a post-closing inspection. This kind of gives you the best of both worlds because you have the warranty in case anything pops up after you buy the house. And then you get the inspection. So... You understand, you have, a com- you have a comprehensive overview of the condition of the house. And you're also, if you're working with a good home inspector, you're getting an education on home ownership. What's involved with home ownership, okay? Because owning a home is 52, it's a series of 52 weekend projects, I want to say a quick shout out to Allison Shine. Allison just tuned in on Facebook Live. She said, "If any of our clients or past clients need mortgage protection, she has she can help you." Allison Shine nine at gmail dot com. That's mortgage protection. And um, Allison, if you are if you would like, please elaborate a little bit more so I can share with our listeners and viewers what is mortgage. Protection. I know what it is, but I don't want to misspeak. So if you could share that with me um, before the show is over, then I'll share it with our listeners. So mortgage protection, that's something that you could certainly consider as well. Um, and Allison Shine can help you out there. But getting back to the homeowner warranty, you know, the warranty that we use, <coughs> excuse me, is for... It's for... Um, all systems. Covers appliances, covers your roof, covers your boiler, covers floods, covers all different things that could go wrong with your home. And that's why it's a, it's a great product. Quick shout out to my partner and my good friend, Don R. Morano, Data Don, my good friend and the most awesome partner in the world. Just tuned in on Facebook Live. Thanks, Don, for listening in. Um, so, yeah, so a homeowner warranty, you know, we've used this. I actually, when I had sold uh, one of my houses, I used that to entice the buyer because, of course, you know, we sold the house and it had an old furnace. Uh, and I said, listen, you know, yes, I understand the furnace is old. Here, I will include a homeowner warranty for you so that if anything goes wrong in the first year, you're covered. After that, you can carry on the warranty if you'd like. And it's a pretty good deal. I mean, it's 400 bucks. You get one thing that goes wrong, you more than make your money back. And what's great with this company that we use is that you, as the homeowner, get to choose your contractor, choose your tradesman, whoever it is. You don't have to use the people that they want to send to you. Okay? You get to choose. So if you know a good plumber and you need a plumber, or if you know a good roofer and you need a roof repair, you can use your guy. Okay? And, you know, that's what we try to do. We try to support local businesses and we try to support uh, and trumpet the strength of um, professional, ethical, licensed, insured 
local businesses. So anything that we, when I say we, Luca and Murano team, myself and my partner Don, uh, can do to help local businesses, that's what we do. All right. Um, you know, I want to do a quick shout out. Actually, we did a. Um, we're working with a one of our vendor partners is um, Millennium Pools. They're right on Charles Street in North Providence, right off of One Forty Six. Um, if you need any pool supplies, you should definitely uh, check them out. They do a great job. They can service um, your pool. They can sell you chemicals. They can really, you know, they've been in the business. They know um, a lot about uh, pools and everything that you need to do. Um, you know, they're, as I said, right on Charles Street. I'm just looking up their number right now. Bear with me. So they have a phone number. It is 231-3906. That's 401-231-3906. They're right on uh, Charles Street off of 146. Um, you know, they do a good job. Uh, they can open your pool, close your pool, deal with any issues you may have with your pool and uh, they are one of our vendor partners we just did a mailing for them because believe it or not folks homes with pools post-covid are selling for correct me if i'm wrong don but is it like 30 percent more than before covid okay um you know it's really a big jump all right um but that's why if you you know if you're looking at buying a home and it has an in-ground pool or even an above-ground pool, give them a call. They do services and supplies and they install. You can actually buy a pool from them. 401-231-3906. You can buy a pool from Millennium Pools and they're right on Charles Street in North Providence and it's they're right near the exit ramp for 146. Um, so it's a you know it's a great way to um, Get your pool checked out by great chemicals. Incidentally, I had heard that uh, there was a shortage of chemicals, and I also heard that that is not true. Um, yeah, so $32,000 more is what a home with a pool sells for post-COVID as, a, as opposed to pre-COVID. Okay. Hey, Yudelka Guzman, Judy Guzman, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm, Judy and I met for coffee a week or so ago. One of the most impressive people I've met in a long time. She does a great job. She also uh, sells insurance, like our friend Alan Robinson IV. She sells insurance for homeowners as well. Um, so, shout out to Yudelka, Judy. Thank you, thank you, Judy, for tuning in. Um, so, yes, yeah, so... A post-closing home inspection is a great way to get the education about what you need to do when you own a home. Because, as I said, it is a series of 52 weekend projects. Now, the weekend projects could be something as simple as, oh, you know, one of the hinges is loose. I've got to tighten the hinge on the door so it doesn't get more loose and the hole gets bigger. Okay, that's that's something that uh, that I just did. You have to, um, you know, pay attention to things. Maybe the tree next to your house is the branches are growing longer. We're getting all this rain, a lot of sunshine. The warm weather's coming. Now those branches are brushing up against your house, against your gutter. Okay, not only is it a danger because those branches could eventually damage the gutter, could wear away the siding on your home. The tree could damage your house if the branch were blown off, but it's also 
it makes it easier for critters to get in your home, okay? Because now they can just take the branch and up and jump off and get on your roof and um, perhaps get into some crevices or some openings there, all right? Okay, Allison Shine just got back to me about mortgage protection. It's a type of insurance that protects a homeowner uh, and their family for the length of the mortgage term. Mortgage protection protects a surviving family member that would not have to struggle to pay the mortgage and other bills. Okay. Um, so anybody who is looking to buy a home, she's saying, should protect themselves and future surviving family members and a beneficiary of protecting to keep their home. Okay. So that is what uh, mortgage protection insurance is. Um, and she has uh, other affordable programs as well. So it, it, it's kind of like, I, I guess, a life insurance program. Um, I don't know if it's uh, just for life insurance. I, th- I think a question of anyone who survived the last downturn, is there uh, mortgage in, uh, protection insurance for people that lose their job? You know, that was a certainly a big problem back uh, during the Great Recession. All right. Okay, Judy uh, Guzman, you, if you have branches over your house like a roof, most insurance carriers will, that's right, will make you cut them down. Because one thing I remember when I bought my house and the insurance guy came out, insurance companies look for potential liability. Okay, Judy, that, is that a, a term of, uh, <coughs> you know, in your industry? Potential liability. Because the branch that's growing out could damage the house it could tear the siding off okay it could tear shingles off the roof it could it could be blown onto the house and now you've got a major expense all right that's a potential liability so these are things as a homeowner that you can walk around your house and you can observe and you can take you know buy the tools to cut these branches off yourself or pay someone to do it if you don't know how have the ability or um, don't want to deal with it. But it's definitely something you want to pay attention to uh, because it's your home. And you don't want to have things um, adversely impact the value of your home. And the best way to protect the value of your home is to maintain it. Getting back to the post-closing home inspection, okay? Because, you know, we have the home inspectors that we refer our clients to They do a great job educating our clients. Just like Anthony Betancourt at Beacon Title and Escrow does a fantastic job educating our clients about every page and their closing documents. Our home inspectors do a great job informing, educating the new homeowners about buying a home, maintaining a home, owning a home. Okay, little things that you do are little things that you do that if you don't do them become bigger things and more expensive things. And the longer you wait to address them, the more expensive those issues become. And sometimes if they go too long, they could be detrimental to the livability of your home. Okay, Um, Allison, you are welcome for the shout out. Okay. yeah, Allison Shine, she tunes into the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. We thank all of our uh, colleagues and people in the real estate business for tuning in. 
Um, I do want to have uh, my friend uh, Judy Guzman come on the show at some point, too, because she's, you know, very well versed in her side of the insurance industry. And we'll get her on here, too. Uh, but getting back to the education, just like the home inspectors educate new homeowners about what they're going to need to do to maintain their home so it retains its value. You know, homes accumulate equity every year. You do not want to have that accumulation of equity wiped out by poor maintenance, by deferred maintenance. Okay. Again, the best thing you can do for your home is maintain it so that it will retain its value in the short term and in the long term. Because when you neglect things like this, it becomes, again, expensive to fix it. And sometimes it could actually impact, adversely impact your health. And the example I always give to my buyer clients is the three, count them, one, two, three, enemies, the biggest enemies to a home are water, water, and water. And it's liquid form, it's gaseous form, and it's solid form. So... Liquid form, okay? You have water, it rains, the water goes in the gutters, it goes, it's supposed to go down the downspout. Now, if the downspout is not aligned properly with the gutter, the water is just going to drain straight down along the side of the house and then hit the ground, and then it's going to go straight down along the foundation. Likewise, if that the bottom of the downspout, the water is not directed away from the house, it's going to just come out and sit there against the foundation. So what happens? The water, gravity pulls the water down through the soil. As the water is going down, it's, you know, there's always there's pressure up against the foundation to push the water through. Okay. Osmosis. Okay. When things go from an area of greater concentration to one of lesser concentration, so the water molecules will want to go to the inside of the basement where it's not as damp. So now you have dampness in your basement. Okay. You have dampness in your basement. You get that perfect for mold and mildew to propagate. All right. If you have a lot of water, you're going to have liquid water in your basement. It could either be coming in through your foundation or it could be going down and then coming up through the floor. Okay. Those two things aren't good. All right. And if it's allowed to continue for a long time, you're going to have problems. You're going to get mold. Now, mold travels when it grows. So you have the mold in the basement and the mold, oh, it smells really musty down here and then it's damp and you can feel it in the air. And then if carpets get wet or clothing that's in boxes or wood paneling goes behind the paneling, that's a perfect place for mold to grow. Then it can grow up the paneling, can go up into the uh, first floor of the house. These are things that will start to impact your health. Okay. And how could this have been avoided? This could have been avoided by simply... By simply walking around the house once a week or so and looking at your gutters, looking at your downspouts. You know, the little things that you put at the bottom of your downspout to direct the water away from your house, you can go to a hardware store and you can pick those up for like, I don't know, five, six or seven bucks. I can't remember. I bought several of them. And they'll direct the water four or five feet away from your house. That's what you want. You don't need any special tools. You don't need a lot of money. <clears throat> it's a very good investment because if the water goes into your basement, 
it's going to cost you more money. You know, when I walk around a house with my buyers, the first thing we'll do is we'll look at the outside of the house. That's the first thing we see. And if I see a downspout that's not directing the water away from the foundation, or I see a misaligned downspout or downspout misaligned with the gutter, I'll tell my buyer we're probably going to observe dampness in the basement. And many times we do. Now, if we don't, that may be because... There's a dehumidifier that's keeping the dampness out of the air. They may have a sump pump pumping the water out. But if they don't have either of those things, guess what? We just found an opportunity to add value to that house after they own it by spending a little bit of time and under 100 bucks to direct the water away from the house. Because once you have a basement that's dry, now you have space that's usable. You're going to want to go down there. Make it bright. If there wasn't a dehumidifier down there, put one down there. That's what you can do. Okay? Something simple like that. Now, what I, now we said, so liquid water, we talked about gas water, within, you know, then you have mold and because from the moisture. Solid, ice. Well, if you have water that's beating, dropping down, dripping down from the gutter and it hits the ground and it splatters up. It hits the ground and it splatters up. And it does this for years and years. It can erode in the foundation. It can eat away the mortar, if it's a brick foundation, the mortar between the bricks. And then when winter comes, water gets in there in those cracks or between those bricks. And when it gets cold, the water freezes. So what does water do when it freezes? It expands. So the water gets in the crack, it freezes, it expands, the crack gets bigger. Thaws out, the the ice goes away. Now you have another bigger penetration point for water to get into the basement. Okay. These are the things that are simple fixes that can save thousands of dollars down the road. Okay. Something as simple as downspouts, looking at that. Something else that's easy to do is your driveway. Okay. We have a house under agreement. We did the home inspection today. I think one of the first things a buyer should do is seal the driveway. Won't cost a lot of money. Even if you hire someone to do it, it's not a lot of money. A nice, freshly sealed driveway, black. It looks crisp. Great way to increase the curb appeal of a house. Get a nice lawn going. Okay. Great way to increase the value of a house. That's what you do. Little things like that can make a big difference. Maintain your lawn. Maintain your beds. Don't let the shrubs grow too too close to the house. You want to keep them a foot to a foot and a half away. Otherwise, there will be moisture up against... that's retained up against the foundation, up against your siding... And if it's vinyl or aluminum siding, then you're going to start to get, like, you know, uh, vegetative growth on the siding. It's very noticeable. Okay. So, again, you know, one of the themes of this show, you know, the purpose of the show is to educate you, the consumer, about buying and selling real estate, home ownership in general. And this is something that makes a big difference. Can 
improve the quality of your life by avoiding potential health hazards from not taking care of your home, not walking around your home once a week. Once it's done a lot. If you notice something's different, do a little investigation. If there's something that's different and you don't know what it is or you don't know if you can fix it, call a professional. Get a price. Find out what you need to do. Okay. If you don't know, you can probably find on you go on YouTube and find a video on how to fix it, how to address it. Okay. These are the things that can make a big difference. And that's why... As I said earlier, home ownership is a series of 52 weekend projects. There's always one little thing to do. You know, of course, every week you have to, you know, mow your lawn, you have to edge your beds, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but there are these other things that you should do. And you can just observe, assess every week with a cup of coffee or a beer in your hand, walking around the house. Look at the trees. See if anything's different. Okay. Simple things you can do that can make a big difference down the road. That's right. Hank Richter, my buddy, I just saw Hank at a home inspection this afternoon. 52 weeks, 52 weekend projects. Exactly. Exactly. Hank, Hank and I were seeing each other a lot this week, or at least between Dawn and I. Uh, had an inspection today. We have another one on Thursday and then another one on Saturday morning. So busy, busy week. Um, and we're blessed for that. But actually, so Hank was the one that was talking to me about post-closing inspections. Thank you, Hank. And I said, Hank, you know what? That, I want to talk about that on the radio tonight. Because, again, folks, you know, it's your business if you want to or feel you have to waive an inspection to get the transaction done. Um, but you should not forego the education because that's a great way to learn about the house that you now own. Okay. But also the education about how to maintain the house that you now own. And in home ownership, folks, ignorance is not an excuse. Ignorance is not an excuse. I didn't know that I was supposed to do that. Okay, well, you were supposed to. You didn't know. So now you've got to spend, instead of... $72, you've got to spend $7,200 to fix this problem. Okay, ignorance is not an excuse. Oh, so wait a minute. So now my house isn't worth as much? So instead of it being worth X, it's worth $10,000 less? Or more? Learning about your home, learning about home ownership is very important. Because again, folks... Knowledge is, is something no one can take it away from you. So the knowledge that you get from your home inspection, even if it's a post-closing home inspection, you can use that knowledge to maximize value when you do go to sell your home. Okay? Taking care of everything. Getting your boiler inspected once a year, once every two years. Cleaning out your flu. Things like that. You learn about all of this stuff during a home inspection. Okay. When you go to sell your house, you could actually, if you're going to be putting your house on the market, and let's say that the market is at a different point in the business cycle than where we are now. Now, it's, it's very high. Uh, it's a seller's market. But we're not always going to be here. At some point, we may be in a buyer's market. So if we're in a buyer's market and that's when you're selling your house, 
you want to do whatever you can to make your house more attractive than the competition, the house down the street, the house across town. Having a well-maintained house is one thing you can do. Having all those service tags for your boiler for the past you know, 10 years that you own the house is something else. And just the overall proper maintenance of the home is a great way to differentiate your home from the competitions. It's a great way to demonstrate that someone buying your home for X hundred thousand dollars is getting more home, more value than if they buy the house down the street for the same amount of money because that house wasn't maintained as well. And it's apparent. You look at look at my lawn compared to the house down the street. Look at the condition of my siding, my roof compared to the house down at street. <clears throat> Okay. These are everything we're talking about here, folks. If you're listening or watching on Facebook, this is money. This is cash money in your pocket if you do what I'm advising you to do. It will help you accumulate equity during your period of home ownership. That's what you want to do. It will also help you maximize value when you go to sell your home. As much as, you know, every realtor who has a pulse would like to wish that we always have more, uh, more buyers than sellers, it's not always going to be that way. There is going to be some calamity or something that's going to change that will adversely impact the health of our economy. And the housing market drives everything else. Every time a house is sold... About 70000 bucks gets injected into the local economy by way of wages and salaries. Realtors make money. Insurance agents and brokers make money. Attorneys make money. Landscapers make money. Home inspectors make money. Many times electricians, plumbers, carpenters. Of course, hardware stores and big box stores make money every time a home is sold. Every time a home is sold. Landscaping, uh, you know, store, uh, uh, retailers, like Northland Farms over here uh, on the Cumberland Woonsocket line. All of these businesses make money every time a home is sold. Flooring companies, furniture companies. So as the real estate market goes, the housing market goes, so goes the economy at large. All right. Imagine last year we sold 6.6 million homes. Do the math. 6.6 million times, let's say it's 50,000 bucks and not a higher number. That's a ton of cashola that gets injected into this economy or that was injected into this economy during a pandemic. This year we're probably going to break 7 million homes sold 50,000 bucks times 7 million do the math that's what gets injected it's going to get injected into this uh, economy let me actually just pull it up on my calculator here and just see what that number would be so we go 7 million times 50,000 yeah I can't even put it on the on my screen it's 350 billion dollars 
all right? $350 billion that goes into the economy every time, every year, we sell 7 million homes. Like this year, which we're, and we're going to exceed that this year. Okay? We're going to exceed that this year. Last year, with 6.6 million homes, let me see here, 6, and let's see, times 50,000. Yeah, last year, $330 billion was injected into the economy. Every time a home is sold, money goes into the economy. So that's fantastic. We're not always going to have lots of houses to sell. However, if the market were chopped in half, we'd still have $165 billion getting injected into the, mar- into the economy. It's a big business. There's a lot going on. What's great about it is, and I'm a little bit off topic, this is from, like, it's, it's very organic. It's the ground up home ownership. People are participating in the American dream, participating in the American dream so that they can own their own home and then they improve their home. They add value to their home. All right. So it increases in value even further because they're taking care of it and adding value, finishing a basement, putting a new roof on, putting new garage doors on, making their garage into a workshop, finishing it out, finishing, you know, putting a workshop. In the, all of these things add value to the home. Pride of ownership. Okay. And that's what we talk about. Okay, Um, you know, one of the things that um, is also important, you know, we talked about furniture earlier and it's, you know, movers. When you're going to be moving into your home, you want to work with someone who's not going to damage your new home. And that's why, you know, we're very grateful for our sponsor, GMET's Moving and Storage, because all of their trucks are owned. They're clean. Their employees work for them. They're not, you know, part, they don't just like bring these people in uh, and they're not real employees. They work for them. They have all the quilts. They don't nickel and dime you and charge you special, uh, you know, special fees and charges for different things. You know, GMET's moving in storage, 401 383 6399. No BS. They tell it like it is, they're honest. They have the skill set and the ability to make, to custom build containers for your belongings so that your belongings are not damaged. Okay? That's important because you don't want to have stuff moved into your home and you get a hole in the wall. You scratch those beautiful hardwood floors. You tear the carpet. You break the railing carrying something up the stairs. Or... You get injured, tearing a muscle, hurting your back. That's not good. Or someone that is helping you gets injured. Or even worse, probably, someone who you thought worked for the mover gets hurt. And now they sue you because they didn't have insurance with that moving company. And they got hurt on your property. That actually might be a good question for my friend Judy Guzman uh, 
because she is very knowledgeable about insurance and insurance claims. All right. So, again, folks, education, education, education. And that's one of the things we try to do and educate you about the importance of using a licensed, insured, professional mover, of using an experienced uh, professional and ethical mortgage lender like John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. And, of course, Anthony Betancourt and Beacon Title and Escrow. Anthony's a good friend of mine. He's a managing partner of the company. Does an unbelievable job educating my clients, educating Don's clients, our clients about the closing, whether they're buying or selling. You know, he does such a good job that sometimes, you know, we have the buyers and we say we want to use Beacon Title and Escrow. And then the seller's agent will say, you know what, can you take care of my clients too? Can you educate them on the process of closing, on you know, the sales process? So he'll be able to help both parties in one transaction from two different realtors. That tells you, that's an indication of the quality of services that you get at Beacon Title and Escrow and Anthony Betancourt because they do a fantastic job. He's got a great staff there. They stay on top of things. You know, if a lender forgets to send in a document or request something that they're supposed to, Beacon Title and Escrow is on it because what you don't want in a real estate transaction is a surprise. Luca and Murano team at Remax Preferred, we do everything we can to avoid surprises, just like Anthony Betancourt and Beacon Title and Escrow try to do everything possible so we don't have surprises during the transaction. And working with a lender like John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation is another great way to avoid surprises because surprises are not fun with the largest financial transaction of your life. Okay. So, folks, I want to thank you very much for tuning in to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. We really appreciate the fact uh, that you tuned in this week. I want to let you know that uh, following the Joe Luca Real Estate Show, we're going to have old-time preaching ministry with Rick Mernier uh, on WNRI right here. And um, I just want to thank everyone. I've got a bunch of questions that I cannot answer right now, but we will be back next week. Have an awesome week. Thank you. Bye-bye.